0: Hi, this is Jovi and this is Charlie and you're listening to Bed Bed Crime Crime Stories, Stories, a
1: weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. And I just realized I don't have a drink.
0: Oh, no, that's a travesty. It really is. You 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 should probably get a beverage. I should. Yeah,
1: I should. Yeah. Um, So we're going to edit out the break, but I'm going to go run and get myself a drink. (laughs) So I'll see you in two milliseconds, but it'll be like a minute here.
0: <laughs> okay, I think I think we're good now. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I want to make the cool noise. There's a little <gasps> ASMR for y- you folks. That was the sound of Charlie opening up a Truly
1: um, um, a Wild Berry <clears throat> Truly. Yummy. My sister came over to my house last weekend. To watch WrestleMania. <laughs> and she brought Trulies down and like only drank two of them and then left the whole rest of the pack there. And I'm like, hmm, don't mind if a do. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah, you done did wrong because they're going to be gone now. So thanks, Sissy. Yay.
1: All right. So after that brief uh, <laughs> interlude, we are going to go ahead and, and and kick things off. I'm gonna, Aunt, Aunt, and Aunt, and Aunt, Aunt. I'm going to pass things
0: over to Jovi because she has a true crime headline. For us this evening. I do. I do. And it's nice to get back into it because I know we skipped it a couple of times. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's It's been been a hot minute. It's been a while. Yeah. All right. So my true crime headline is from none other than people.com. Yay. Because let's face it. Mm -hmm. We love people.com.
1: Yeah. We're people who need people. All the people. Yeah. Just like (laughs) Barbara Streisand
0: (laughs) said. Anyway, um, this is from uh, April 12th, which was yesterday. But by the time you guys hear this, it was last month. Um, And the headline reads... Mm. Florida babysitter allegedly put four-year-old boy in dryer. Child says he went round and round.
1: Stop. <laughs> oh, thank God he's okay. No, he's
0: fine. He's thank he, God. I mean, he did have he did suffer from some injuries, but yeah. he's alive. He's okay. But I saw this and I was like, you know what? Fucking Florida. Fucking Florida. So like, I'm gonna try to make it a theme when I do the true crime headlines to pick like Florida <clears throat> man Florida or man. Florida florida women ones because i like it
1: yeah Mm -hmm. they're always
0: good times yeah and there's
1: stories aplenty stories
0: aplenty um basically it's saying that a florida woman is accused of placing a four-year-old boy she was babysitting not even her own kid
1: good lord um
0: in a dryer before turning it on Amber Christine Chapman, 35, was arrested over the weekend and charged with aggravated child abuse a little more than two months after the child was taken to the UF Health Leesburg Hospital emergency room for injuries that he suffered to his face, abdomen, and head. Ugh, poor baby. Yeah. Uh, During an interview with the Lake County Sheriff's Office, authorities alleged that the boy said that Chapman put him inside the dryer and closed the door, adding that he went round and round twice. The victim also allegedly told hospital workers that Miss Amber put him in the dryer with towels.
1: Was that supposed to like soften the blow? Was did she give a
0: reason why? I don't think so. I I don't think so. I actually don't even see like fun time Saturday night for this kid. Probably she didn't even make a comment. Um, The only the two the two quotes that I read were from the little boy
1: kid like that's so sad Go bad for his parents too like um hello like yeah. they
0: trusted her with their son yeah. and i mean i trusted you. <laughs> you you can't put kids in the dryer no, and turn it well, on no like you, you just can't do that no that's like
1: kid 101 right yeah that's like the first thing they teach you in like Lama's yeah. class or
0: something right and
1: i mean i don't know but i'm guessing sure
0: yeah and all i could think is is was he just a small four-year-old boy because I feel like, how the hell would he fit in the dryer? He's a really big dryer. Maybe. But, I mean, even still. Like, no. He could have been a
1: decently tiny four-year-old boy.
0: Yeah. Because four, I like, I'm terrible at judging how big... Mm people and kids are at yeah. ages yeah i mean he probably is small enough i'm just thinking i'm picturing like a 12 year old and that's not yeah, right
1: that's not no, that's that's, that's about not eight it. years too much yeah yeah yeah
0: but yeah so that's my uh Poor true kid. crime headline what he a, what a she is yeah huh? yeah but he's okay he just has a few injuries but he's fine and that makes me happy because yeah.
1: fucking dumb bitch what a what a dillweed dill oh by weed. the way weed, i'm bringing yes. dillweed back are you? Yeah. Okay. I'm bringing dillweed back. I really enjoy it. I've also started to call people jabronis, which jabronis. is also real fun to do. I feel
0: like you do that. Like, that's like your
1: thing. I do, I do say jabroni pretty much. Yeah. I'm like, look at these two jabronis. That's a really good one. But yeah, dillweed. Dillweed. Bringing back dillweed.
0: I've been trying to bring back neat. Because I really neat. like neat. Neat's good. And not in that... Not neat-o. No. Neat. Just neat. And not in that sarcastic kind of way where mm. like, hmm, neat. No. Like, neat. That's that's neat. I like it. I don't know. Neat's good. I say it every once in a while and everybody's like, oh, I haven't heard that. Whatever. Yeah. It's fun. I'm going to say it. So, neat.
1: Yeah. I like bringing things back. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's going to... weed
0: Yeah. We'll make it happen. Because it's just... That's a great
1: insult. It really is. And I don't think it's like. Yeah, it's just, like, a good it's general, a weed. like... It's dillweed. You're a dillweed. <laughs> you dillweed. It's great. It's, like,
0: it's doesn't mean anything. But it's so good. <laughs> you dillweed. You know what? You're a pickle because you're full of dillweed. Yeah.
1: Pickle yeah. face. Pickle
0: dillweed. face. Wow. <sighs> so... Well, we're going to tell a story about another dillweed, <laughs> actually. <clears throat> well, let me, let me go ahead and pass back to you, Charlie. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. We got wrapped up in the dillweed and neato thing. But... <laughs> That was my true crime headline, no. and now I'm passing things back over to Charlie so she could tell us tonight's bad crime story. Oh, the bad crime story.
1: So, um, this is, again, a local story for us here in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, mm. because, again, stories are <laughs> plenty. Hold on. My printer's deciding to chime in here.
0: <laughs> I was going to shut it off, too, and then I was like, what are you doing? It's talking to us. It's telling us a story of its people.
1: What is it saying?
0: Is it saying your toner is low? No. Oh. Oh, it's calibrating. (laughs) Oh, okay. Calibrating for what? That I don't know. All right. It picked the most opportune moment, too. I mean, at least you didn't start your story yet. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) How long does one take to calibrate? It's not that big of a printer. Oh, Oh, there we go. You good? Okay. You good? Okay. I think we're good. I think he's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. Percy the Printer.
0: Percy the Printer
1: was button in here. OK, so <clears throat> this story, this is a very, very recent story, and it kind of went viral over the summer of 2021. So just last summer Okay. when the trial itself was taking place for the crime. And the thing that really sucks is this is yet another case of the criminal is more famous than the person who they or the people that he Killed.
0: I know. I told. Now I know exactly what story you're doing now. <laughs> so, and it's just. It's sad. It's so sad. The
1: story itself is so fucking heartbreaking, which obviously I will get into in two seconds. But the story itself is so upsetting and it's just, it's absolutely horrible. And, but up until the details of the trial went viral, not many people knew about the story at all. Yeah. And then even when the trial went viral, all people were talking about was the defendant. Of course. Which is just very upsetting. So tonight I'm going to be telling you all the story of the murders of Kenyatta Barron and Ron Nevaeh O'Neill, uh, mother and daughter. Aww. My sources for my sources for tonight are um, Wikipedia. I, I <laughs> broke my challenge already. You did. Well, I did like two in a row. Yeah, you did. Maybe even three in a row. But you did. I had it. How to bring in the wiki um i wikipedia tampa bay times Mm -hmm. news nation now medium.com lawandcrime.com and wfla.com which is the local nbc affiliate here in tampa yes so So here's here's the details details of what happened um the night of the murder so on march 18th 2018 At approximately 11.43 p.m., a 911 call came to the uh, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office from an unknown woman. It is now believed that the call came from Kenyatta herself. A male voice could be heard in the background yelling, Allah Akbar, which means God is the greatest. Uh The female caller, clearly in distress, then said, I'm sorry, Ronnie, and screamed loudly. The male voice was heard saying, she killed me and don't come outside, call 911 now, and then the call disconnected.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah. About eight minutes later, a second 911 call came in. Um, It was about 1151 p.m. was the timestamp for it. This time, a male caller um, was on the line claiming to have been attacked by, quote, white demons and accusing Kenyatta. um, He addressed her as Kiki on the call of trying to kill him and that he, quote, just killed
0: her. Just, you know, just like, you know, I just went outside. Oh, I just killed her. Just killed so her. So
1: blase. Yes. So Ronnie O'Neill third gave their home address. When deputies arrived at the home at 11.59 p.m., they found a woman, later identified as Kenyatta, who had been beaten and shot to death in the front yard of the home. Good Lord. Inside, they later found nine-year-old Ron Nevey and O'Neill. Who had been fatally stabbed with an axe? Which oh is my! It's just an, always my fucking favorite. An axe. It's awful. <sighs> the house had also been set on fire. Um, oh. Soon afterward, his then seven-year-old son emerged from the home. The boy had been severely burned. Mm-hmm. He had a collapsed lung and a wound in his belly.
0: Oh.
1: Um, he told deputies, "My dad shot my mom," and then he was brought to the hospital.
0: Oh my god.
1: So um I'm going to refer to our uh, perpetrator as Ronnie the 3rd and then his son whose name is also Ronnie. He's going to be Ronnie the fourth. Um So when I'm saying Ronnie, the third, obviously I'm talking about dad. Ronnie, the fourth is the little boy. So Ronnie, the third resisted arrest until he was tasered by police. while inside the squad car, he called his murder victim Kenyatta, the devil. And he said, quote, the kids are the devil's kids. Oh he was God. booked into the Hillsborough County jail the next day. In 2018, right after the murders, Ronnie III was declared incompetent to proceed in court and he spent a few months in a state hospital before returning to a Hillsborough County jail. Subsequent mental health exams did deem him competent to uh, move forward with his proceedings. Mm-hmm. Ronnie the third worked with public defenders for three years working on his case before going to trial. Um, and in late 2020, he tried to claim self-defense under Florida's state your ground law. But, uh, um, and his lawyers argued that he killed Kenyatta after she attacked him. They referred to the second nine one one call where he could be heard saying that he'd be attacked by the white demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that had been inside her. He claimed, mm, um, mm. and that she tried to kill him.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The judge
1: denied the danger ground claim. I mean,
0: you think? Because yeah. you think.
1: Um, so at the pretrial hearing in May twenty twenty one, so we're pretty much a year ago, uh, Ronnie the announced his plans to represent himself at trial. During this quite um, unhinged. Hearing preliminary hearing, uh, Ronnie the Third insisted he did not want the help of his court-appointed public defenders, and he would handle his defense on his own.
0: <sighs> uh.
1: He war- uh he was warned of the possible consequences of such a decision, and he was advised that in this case, which would likely be a death penalty case, yes, that the stakes could not possibly be any higher. And in response, he evoked a certain f- infamous rapper. And when he said, quote, I understand, I love it, ready to die like B.I.G.
0: Oh, my fucking God.
1: So the judge, Michelle Sisko, said, you're ready to die like B.I.G.? So he goes, yeah, you know who that is? And she goes, Biggie Smalls. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, yes, that's that's B.I.G. So she goes, okay, yes, I know who Biggie Smalls is. He was actually murdered, so... (laughs) wow right yeah so she was like uh not not buying into his no wacky not having it so he says um so she says you know he was murdered and he goes yeah just like i'm going to be right i was murdered a couple of times already before so i'm cool with being murdered again and coming back like big yeah yeah oh Okay. So, yeah. Also okay. th- Yeah, I know. So also at the pretrial hearing, Assistant State Attorney Ronald Gale told the judge that prosecutors did not believe Ronnie the Third was suffering from a severe mental illness based on the available psychological reports and evaluations. So Judge Cisco went forth with what's known as a Ferretta inquiry. So it's a procedure where the defendant who wants to represent himself or herself is asked a series of questions to determine whether or not they're able to. Okay. So Here's what happened. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So Ronnie the Third stood at the podium in front of the judge. He was just kind of like shifting his weight, nodding, and whatever. He was asked his name. And he says, Quote, It was Ronnie O'Neill the Third, but I have a new name only I know. Of course. So the judge said, Well, we're going to go by what your legal name is, not by what you've renamed yourself. So he responded, quote, Well, it isn't a name I renamed myself. It's a name that means more than Ronnie O'Neill the third. But all I'm going to say is I swear to tell the truth.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: So the judge explained the disadvantages of self-representation so that he would have access um, or his his access to legal materials, witnesses and attorneys would be limited. He would not be entitled to special treatment just because he didn't have a lawyer. The judge also warned that if the trial began and he became disruptive, he would be removed from the courtroom and the trial would continue on without him. Wow. Uh, This seemed to surprise him. And he said, quote, well, to be honest, Your Honor, why don't you guys just do that because I'm already not present anyways?
0: So is he saying that he's a vessel?
1: Like... I mean, that's kind of the... That's kind of the... I think path he's going down here yeah okay so she said you are present and he said not to me y'all do what you want to do and that's gonna end real soon but keep doing what you're doing and that's it okay he was then asked how old he is and he said hmm that's a good question I'm 32 in this world Uh, yeah. So he said he could read and write and that he had a high school diploma. He said he hadn't ever been diagnosed or treated for a mental illness, nor did he take psychotropic medications.
0: So wait, does he have a diploma in this world? <laughs> it or, might be. Or uh, in, what, in the world that his thing that is... I don't know. Okay.
1: that I don't know. Um, he was asked if anybody had told him not to use a lawyer. And he said, the most high God. Of course Yes Mm -hmm. Uh, Keyword there Probably being high
0: Yep 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 um, What do
1: I know Um, But anyway So the trial For Ronnie the third Began on June 16th 2021 For his part um, He argued that The state's case Was built on lies And tampering with evidence Quote, they didn't want you to know the truth, and it might sound far-fetched, but I guarantee you we're going to see who the liars are before it's all said and done. Mark my words. Mm. While prosecutors were speaking, somebody who was inside the courtroom in, like, the gallery reportedly had to be escorted out of the courthouse um, after shouting, quote, they're going to burn your fucking ass. <laughs> Which, I mean...
0: I want to be their friend. I promise I wasn't there. I
1: want. I, I, I was want to be working their friend. that day.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I was working that day. So, um, Ronnie the <laughs> Third tried to convince the jurors that the nine one one audio and other evidence was falsified by law enforcement. But prosecutors presented testimony from O'Neill's own son, who survived the attack. Ronnie the f- uh, Third further brutalized his son, who was eleven at the time of the trial, mm. by cross examining him himself. Oh my so this God. is the part that went super viral yeah. was him questioning his son now um in any of the reports that i've seen of this and this was something that was disclosed at, uh, uh, there was a uh, uh what is, what's the word i'm looking for the judge put forth a statement i don't know what i'm trying to say that they could use his testimony but only if his face had been blurred um, and you couldn't see the boy so okay. to keep okay. his um, to keep his identity as private as possible. You know, you can p- televised and publicize the testimony itself, but you can't show the boy. So this did go quite, br- quite viral. And on June 16th, 2021, uh, the first day of the uh, the trial, Ronnie, the fourth testified via video link telling the jurors that his father killed his mother. Um. Uh, Ronnie third refuted his son's testimony, confronting the child with accusations that his testimony did not match his earlier statements. But when Ronnie IV, but when he asked Ronnie IV if he had hurt him on the night of the incident, the boy did not back down. And he said to his father and to the court, yes, you stabbed me. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronnie third continued to insist that his son heard and saw almost nothing. But Ronnie IV has a very different story. So now we're going I'm going to tell the story the I'm going to tell the story from the boy's perspective okay. of what he saw that night. So <laughs> the truth right yeah. <laughs> so he told police that he heard his mother and father arguing. So he went into the room to see what was going on. He said he saw his father holding a shotgun and his mother running into Ronnie's room to hide in the closet. Aww. Seeing his son there, Ronnie the 3rd told the boy to quote walk around and say the words Allah Akbar and told him to kill his mother oh it gets worse okay so according to the boy's testimony Ronnie the third then forced him to hold the shotgun with him while he fired it no it's not clear as to whether that bullet that was fired hit Kenyatta or if she was shot after that um, but it is known that she was shot in the arm she said it as much herself in the first 911 call that she had made Mm mm-hmm Ronnie the fourth, the little boy, further testified that his father then chased his mother out of the house and beat her with the shotgun. Oh
0: my God! Prosecutors
1: in the case and a separate testimony indicated that Kenyatta was beaten so hard with the shotgun that it had been broken into pieces and the barrel had bent. Wow! Yeah, according to uh, little Ronnie, his father then returned to the house with an axe in hand and dragged Ronavea into the master bedroom. sorry guys before hitting um before hitting her in the back of the head with it ronnie the fourth who was only seven at the time of the crime testified that he mm, i don't want to say it but he saw the whole thing let's just say he saw the whole thing so uh the young girl had cerebral palsy and was nonverbal, so she had very little chance of defending herself in the attack
0: oh my god
1: Mm ronnie the fourth said that after murdering his sister um his father set a tissue on fire and tried to set him on fire uh tried to set little ronnie yeah, on fire, yeah, yeah. but he ran to the kitchen in an attempt to get away though the details are unclear um as to what happened after that ronnie the third appears to have caught up with his son and stabbed him before setting the house on fire
0: oh, God.
1: he said that after his father stabbed him and set the house on fire he was able to escape Uh, Escape. Sorry, seriously wounded. um, The little boy managed to get outside, where he was found by a neighbor. He had been stabbed so brutally that the police thought he had been disemboweled.
0: Oh my goodness! And he had
1: rushed. uh, He was rushed to the hospital for care. Poor baby. Yeah. So during his closing argument, uh, the presiding judge had to reel Ronnie the Third in multiple times for foul language and his manner of addressing prosecutors. Quote, like I told you earlier, you will know the truth, whether um you'll know the truth, whether in this trial or the next one. If you think I'm here to play around with y'all, God damn it, I'm not.
0: OK, and OK, he said not in court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course you did.
1: <clears throat> Much of his closing focused on the written records of phone calls that he and Kenyatta made the night of the killings. Some logs did not show a record of the 911 call that Kenyatta made that night, the first one um, or another that. Uh, Ronnie the third had made minutes later so apparently there may have been a third one
0: okay Um,
1: and that he said was evidence that the investigators tampered with the records sure he also highlighted the testimony of a teenage neighbor who said that he saw Ronnie the third chase Kenyatta from their home and hit her three times with a shotgun Ronnie the third said Kenyatta's injuries were too severe to have been inflicted by just three blows
0: wow yeah so okay so okay like, no
1: no, no mm-hmm. it was worse yeah yeah, yeah. Um, He suggested with no evidence that authorities put additional injuries on Kenyatta's body and that they manipulated the 911 recording to make it sound like he hit her 10 to 15 times. Sure, sure, sure. uh, That they altered the audio to make it sound like he said things that he never said. Okay. Yes. It was his confrontational. I actually mentioned this earlier, but I'll say it again. It was his confrontational cross-examination of his young son um, and his loud, unhinged closing arguments that made him go viral. The prosecutor called Ronnie III's claims absurd. And I would say that absurd is probably the
0: nicest, nicest, way, of, nicest way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, after a week of testimony, the panel of nine men and three women of the jury took four and a half hours to find Ronnie O'Neill III guilty of two counts of first degree murder. The jury also convicted him of arson. Um, resisting arrest and two counts of aggravated child abuse good on July 23rd 2021 he was given three consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole plus an additional 90 years Um, so now I'm going to tell the I still have like two and a half pages left and this is the only good thing to come out of this entire thing
0: so really quick though I'm actually surprised that it took Four and a half hours for them to reach a verdict, to be completely honest with you. Like, I mean, truthfully, I think half of the time when that happens,
1: they decide to take a meal break before they go back and like,
0: OK, that's let's, fair. Let's get
1: lunch first. That's then we'll go fair. Back. Yeah. <laughs> you, I always think, that. You,
0: you know, you know, they had that decision within five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's be real. And I'm sure half let's it's real. filling out the paperwork. because oh, You I'm have sure. to fill
1: out all the documents. Yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah, And you figure if they've if they found him guilty of that many. um of that many crimes you have to fill out paperwork for For each each of them yeah so that makes sense half of it was probably paperwork
0: for sure for sure
1: truthfully so like i said ronnie was just little ronnie was just seven years old when his father stabbed him and lit him on fire in their riverview home on the night he murdered his mother and sister recovering from his stab wounds and burns was not easy and is still an ongoing battle for him but it's important for ronnie to remember his mother Mm -hmm. quote she, is, she was just a good mom. We did like a lot of things together. She was nice. She pushed me on the swing and made me some good wings. I know. He doesn't want his mother and sister remembered only for the crimes that were committed against them. Kenyatta Barron had gone back to school and was enrolled at the Hillsborough Community College at the time of her murders. She still found time to play football with her son in the front yard, and she also made him bean pie. <laughs> Uh, Ronnie's sister, Ronavea, was severely handicapped. She was confined to a wheelchair and could not speak. So Ronnie learned some sign language to communicate with her. I know. He says his sister went to school and was even recognized because of her positive attitude. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Quote, there's this thing called terrific kid and she got that a lot, Ronnie oh. said. While he was at the hospital recovering from his injuries, Detective Mike Blair brought Ronnie things from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers through his connections with the team. Nice. Detective Blair was called to the scene of the murders the night of March 18th. So he was oh. there the night of and then continued to, to visit the boy in the hospital.
0: That's amazing. I love hearing oh, things like better. that. It gets better. Oh, no, I, no, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, um, the story is better. Yeah. No, I know. No, I just love hearing that. Um, especially when it's cases where kids are involved yeah. or they're, Part, they're one of the victims as well, where the detectives or the police officers, they stay in their lives.
1: Of course. Yeah. Like
0: that to me is so touching and so beautiful. And like
1: it says so much about the, about Ronnie, the yes. little boy. It says so much about him and yes. his, um, just who he was as a, as a kid or who he is as a kid and, yeah. you know, his, his personality and his demeanor. Um, that it, obviously this man was so, taken with him and his personality yes it's, it's wonderful yes i agree so one night while uh detective blair was visiting ronnie in the hospital the boy asked him to stay and watch a movie with him mm. um he had to get back to work but he made sure to call his wife that night and uh, he says quote we were planning on going on a date night and i said hey instead of going on the date night do you mind if we go watch a movie with this kid mm. so mike and danielle blair ditched their date night together and went to the hospital mm. Danielle said, quote, I, are, I had already known that I would want to take Ronnie home with me that night. It didn't happen right, right away. Um Ronnie was living with other family members at the time, but there were some problems in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, a guardian ad litem was supervising his care, um, and the Blairs met the guardian in the hospital. So Detective Blair said, I kind of did the polite, if he ever needs anything, give me a call. Yeah. And eventually the call came. For Detective Blair, it was more than a phone call. It was a calling. Um, He said, quote, when I got the phone call, I was driving um, and I was driving by our church and the guardian was asking, do you know of someone who can help us out? Danielle Blair had prayed for that moment. Now Ronnie has a new home. He has five new siblings that have accepted him into their lives and new loving parents who have formally adopted him. So he is now part of the Blair family. That's Amazing. Quote, they are really nice people. They are the best mom and dad, and they really take care of me. There is no one else better than them, little Ronnie said. Oh. Detective Blair said they've adopted a family mantra that Ronnie repeats to himself in times of stress. It goes, quote, I am safe, I am loved, and I am a part of this family.
0: I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I remember when, when I remember when all this was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was at, I was actually at the gym watching this on TV. It was what they were interviewing, um, uh, both Ronnie and um, Blair, what's his name? Mike. Blair. Mike. Mike. I couldn't mm-hmm. think of his first name. Um, it was Mike, his wife, and Ronnie, and they were like interviewing him, and he just looked so happy. He mm-hmm. was so happy, and for everything he went through, he deserves to have an actual. Good family structure. Yeah. I'm not saying that his mom wasn't. That's that's not what correct. I'm saying at no, all. No, I know exactly what you're saying. I, I feel like if it can't be her. Correct. Right. And I feel like you know because I'm one of those people that believe it. I feel like she was the one mm-hmm. who made it happen. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I I honestly do because she knew that these were good people. These were good people for him. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's such a great like the tragedy is a tragedy and it's it's fucking terrible. Yeah. But this goodness that came out of it is just. It's fantastic. Yeah, it absolutely. really is.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um and you know, I know we've talked about that a couple of times whenever we've had cases where um, you know, legislation or what have you have has come out of it, right? Like Adam Walsh mm-hmm. or um when you were doing the the Milk Carton Boys, mm-hmm. right? When you mm-hmm. when you have these awful, awful, just heartbreaking, terrible stories, that good things come from them, it doesn't mean that the bad stuff was worth it, right? Because the bad stuff is never no, worth no, it. No, 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 no. But if if something could come out of it, it wasn't all in vain. Right, right. right. So, you know, not saying that Kenyatta and Rana Vea shouldn't be here. They absolutely should. Mm-hmm. um If not for any other reason than to be with Ronnie, because yeah. he's such a sweet boy. Absolutely. Um, And because they deserve to be. Yep. But, uh, you know, if they can't be the fact that he's well taken care of and he's loved Mm -hmm. and he's, um, you know, cared for is is really super special. So
0: I agree. Mm -hmm. I I absolutely agree. That's that's it's such a sad story with a very happy ending. And thank you for sharing it, because Mm -hmm. I know it's local and I don't know how well, I don't know if it ever went national at Mm -hmm. all, but, like, it's a good story to tell. Because it just, it shows that while there are fucking terrible people in the world, there's still very good, kind-hearted people at the same time. It restores my faith in humanity a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and I think, well, while we're lucky,
1: because it's a local story for us, so we got to hear all the extra stuff, right? We got Mm -hmm. to hear about About him getting adopted adopted by by the Blairs Blairs and and stuff like that. that. Mm -hmm. The unfortunate part of it is because because the only thing that went viral was this the ravings of a madman basically. Yeah, yeah that's all a lot of people know about it yeah. or would Whatever ever associate with it they know that story but they don't know their story Correct. they don't know Kenyatta's story they don't know uh ron story they don't know little ronnie's story right and um you know, like I said, that that's to me, that's the most heartbreaking part is, you know, yes, we laugh because he was going a little crazy to do in the courtroom, you know, and yeah. he's he said ridiculous things. So you kind of like, all right, wacko, let's you know, you kind of giggle at it. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is is remembering and I mean how many times have we said that's right? The only thing that matters is remembering, you know, the people that were lost and uh, obviously very wonderful wonderful human beings. Correct. So, and I just I hope that Ronnie is doing really little Ronnie is doing really well. Same. Because it seems like he probably has a chance to be doing really really great.
0: I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to so. say he's he's doing fantastic, yep. especially now he's in a loving home.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Well,
0: another loving home correct to you know I what you're saying yeah I know what you're saying. you know you know All and right. I must say that both the mom and the daughter's name is very pretty-hmm like very pretty yeah I, I enjoyed that yeah I enjoyed that yeah
1: well guys yeah There you are yeah that, that was tonight's bed crime story it was it was it was a downer but then with a like I said with that little bit of a silver lining happy ending end. Yeah. so
0: yeah I, I I could appreciate that it's mm-hmm. nice to have a happy, happy, a Bye. happy ending, a happy ending like that.
1: Whenever you can, you gotta
0: get it. Right? That's right. That's right. Um, so thank you again, Charlie. Absolutely. Great story. Good job. Thank Good you. job. Thank you. Um, if you would like to hear more great stories, make mm. sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Tell all your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, we do have the social medias at Bed Crime Stories on Twitter, Instagram. Kind of TikTok. Um, if you would like to, you know, ask us questions or send us pictures or tell us about your day or you're something you're proud of something that you accomplished, share. Mm-hmm. You know? Or give
1: us those story suggestions. Or
0: yeah, or give us some story suggestions. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for those. Mm-hmm. Um, you could send those to bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com or you could slide up into our DMs on Instagram. Um I think I covered everything yeah all the business yeah. all the
1: business, stuff, all the is business stuff is out of the <laughs> way yes
0: um as always be kind um be you know
1: be like the Blairs
0: yes yes restore and like Ronnie the and Ronnie the fourth yes restore mm-hmm. our faith in humanity because Lord knows we need it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but yeah that's that's it guys uh so enjoy your day your night whatever time it may be. but And we'll see you all next time. But until then,
1: sweet dreams. I said it flat. Me, me, me. Sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin MacLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash
0: licenses backslash buy backslash 3.0.